You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. On today's show, we are going over the busy day on Tuesday in Boston College Athletics as both Jeff Halfley and new head coach Earl Grant had their press conferences throughout the morning. We're also going to get into some news. I have some updates that I haven't given you yet, and I want to make sure that I get into that as quickly as possible. If you are new to our podcast, thank you. I hope you enjoy today's show, and if you do, what you could do to help us is give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and make sure to subscribe and like us wherever you get your podcasts to make sure that you get all your Boston College news and information from Locked On Boston College. Again, my name's, my name's AJ Black. I am the host. I am also the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. Let's jump into news. One of the things over this weekend that I did not get into was the commitment of Noah Clifford, an offensive lineman who is playing at St. Thomas More in Connecticut, originally from Brentwood, Tennessee. He is a 2022 offensive tackle. He does not have a ranking yet on any of the recruiting services, but he is one of those diamond-in-the-rough kids I think that Boston College fans are really going to gravitate towards because he is a kid that really just lear- is learning the position. He's learning the craft of playing football. And I think as he continues to grow, he's 6'5", 270, he's going to continue to get better and better. And I think my, my vision is that he's going to really grow into an elite offensive lineman at Boston College. He kind of reminds me of Elijah Krasnovic, who Boston College landed last year. You know, Krasnovic came from Serbia. He was a recruit who had not really played all that much professional football or, or high school football at that point. Transferred to IMG Academy and then had a year of playing there. Um, you know, both are incredibly raw. I don't expect either of them, you know, I'm talking about Krasnovic and Noah Clifford, to um, – contribute right away. They're going to take a little while to grow, to develop, to, you know, get into that collegiate shape that they need to be. So they're more of a a, a project, I would say. They're not going to be the polished players you get with like Ozzy Trapillo or Kevin Pine or, or, or Drew Kendall that could, go, you know, you could probably slot in sooner rather than later. So Noah Clifford's in. He's the second offensive lineman joining Jack Funk, who's from Zverian Brothers in in Massachusetts. So that was a bit of recruiting news. We just had so much to talk to you about yesterday. I didn't get a chance to get into that. The other piece of news that I didn't get a chance to talk about was Steph Mitchell is going to enter the NBA draft. He announced on Instagram that he's going to forgo his extra year of eligibility, which he would get if he wanted to come back to Boston College to enter the draft. Now, Mitchell, as you've seen, if you watched any Boston College basketball games, I know many of you probably didn't watch many this year. He is in like the top 10 all time in a lot of interesting categories, whether it's rebounds, steals, you know, um, all sorts of different uh, metrics, not offensive ones, because he's not really a strong offensive player. Uh, so he's an interesting um, candidate for the draft. Now, I'm not sure what his, his value is going to be. I, you know, it, he could, event, you know, he could open some eyes at workouts or, or catch the eyes of a, um, a team. He just strikes me as not an NBA player. 
level player. And I no, no offense to Steph. I mean, he he works his butt off. He's a leader. He had a great career at Boston College. He just to me, his career just seemed, you know, like he did wasn't a complete player. Like it, it to play in the NBA, you either need to be an elite defender or or a blend or something like that. And I don't see the offense. And obviously with Boston College, the defense what you know, he wasn't elite. He was good, but he was not elite at defense. So um, I'm not sure if he's going to get drafted, but, you know, maybe, you know, just like Tyrese Rice and Sean Marshall, who we talked about on this podcast quite a bit, he maybe he'll find some, some life after um, the draft in, in Europe. And that's fine, too. I mean, gosh, you could get some good money over there. So not a bad option for Stefan Mitchell. That'll be an open roster spot. And I've got a feeling we might have a few more with Boston College as Earl Grant was hired uh, today officially. You know, just with any coach – there's going to be turnover. Coaches are going to look elsewhere. I mean, players are going to look elsewhere to find their role. So we'll have to see who decides to not join uh, Grant with this new program and in, in, in this new direction. Also in news, Max Roberts is starting to uh, work out with some NFL teams. He was a name that I haven't heard a whole lot about in terms of NFL preparation. And he is going to – he worked out with like five or six teams at the Aloha Bowl over the last week. I think he's a sneaky pick to get a good not not to get a good draft spot, but to have a lengthy NFL career. He you know he, he impressed me last year, so we'll have to see what happens with Max Roberts. And finally, John Johnson, uh, former Boston College safety, has found a new NFL home as he signed a three-year, thirty-three point seven five million dollar contract with the Cleveland Browns. He was formerly of the LA Rams. He was a third-round draft pick in two thousand seventeen. And he found himself a new home. And man, he's going to be rich. Richer than a podcaster, I can tell you that. So in a moment, we're going to talk about Earl Grant's press conference. Talk about some of the things that he mentioned. And we're going to go into where Boston College is going to go here with him at the helm. But before we do, let's chat about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and they can help men get extra confidence when it's time to perform. The process is simple. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Can't beat that. And we have a special deal for our listeners. All you need to do is try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout and just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Next, it's March Madness with Built Bar. And they're going to call it Built Bar Madness. We have been telling you all about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness time. In today's show, we have the matchup between caramel brownie and double chocolate. Man, every time I I am stuck. I I don't know which one I'm going to pick here. Caramel brownie, I've told you before, I am not a huge caramel fan, but these bars stunned me. I really liked them, and it really kind of got me going on, on caramel. Double chocolate is double chocolate, though. So what am I going to go with? You know what? Screw it. I'm going with caramel brownie. I like it. It, it. It's my first thing that I've really enjoyed is caramel. So Built Bar, you got my vote there for that. Go to BuiltBar.com 
or to bard underscore built on Twitter and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Now, let me introduce you to another podcast that I really enjoy, and that is Locked On Today. With the great Peter Bukowski, you get everything you need. Get all the news you want in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me tell you, they've got, they, they just break down the news perfectly. If you want to get caught up in everything that's going on in the world of sports in a nice condensed manner with the experts that talk about it, you're going to check this out. Enjoy Locked On Today. All right, Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Earl Grant was formally introduced today as the head coach of Boston College. And now that the world has had a chance to kind of digest Earl Grant himself, I, I think the, the, the hard feelings and the, and the apprehension has kind of dissipated a little bit. Now, he was introduced by athletic director Patrick Kraft, and you got to hear what he had to say. And first, the first thing that struck me with Grant was he, he's a Southerner. He has that Southern twang to his voice, which I, I, I thought was kind of cool to listen to. Um, but he had energy. And I really was kind of engaged with what he had to say because I'm going to go over some of the points of uh, his press conference. First and foremost, and I don't know if he did it or if it was the athletic department that immediately picked it up, but you know he goes through this whole thing about how Boston College has had this history of underappreciated diamond in the rough, you know, that these these recruits that come in with a chip on their shoulder because they were not recruited by the Dukes and the, and the UNCs and they want to prove something. And that's what he wants to get back to. And, you know, he says he talks to Al Skinner and Al Skinner talks about how bat Boston College is and, and what, what kind of program they're at and that he wants to make Boston College gritty, not pretty. So, you know, Boston College football has get in. It looks like hashtag gritty, not pretty is going to be for basketball. And you know what? Kind of dig it. It's, 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 it's already an identity for this program. With Jim Christian, you had no identity. It was kind of just this nebulous team that kind of did things and you never did anything quite well. Immediately, he comes in and sets the identity for this team. Gritty, not pretty. They're going to be hard-nosed. They're going to play defense. They're going to rebound. They're going to work as a team, and he's going to drill that in. He's going to get guys that want to be here, that want to be these under-recruited, or that don't want to be, but are under-recruited, that have that edge to them, and they're going to they're going to mash out teams. And I really enjoyed hearing that piece. You know, he seemed very familiar with Boston College. He understood, um, you know, through working at Clemson and his relationship with Skinner, what this program is about. It, it seems like he's not a a doughy-eyed youngster that didn't understand what he's walking into. I I really believe, listening to Grant talk, that he knows how dire things are at BC and that he's got work to do and that it's not going to be a quick fix. He said that himself. He said, look, if you're expecting me to come in and snap my fingers and fix everything, you're going to be sorely mistaken. You know, it's going to be incremental. It's going to take some time. So I think fans themselves need to understand that, that, you know, the only way to be fair about Grant is that you got to give him some time to bring in his guys, to, to build them up. He's going to be a coach just like Jeff Halfley, I think, in terms of developing. You're going to develop a program. You're going to develop what it means to be a Boston College player, and that will bring you the wins. 
You need to have that identity. You need to build something. And that's what Grant talked about. And we also talked about his recruiting, that this is not going to just be a regional recruiting plan, that he's going to recruit all over the country and try to find those guys that fit his system. And to do that, he needs to bring in a big sta- a, a solid staff. And as I've said all along, that's going to be his, his uh, either what's going to make or break him. He needs to bring in excellent recruiters, guys that can sell his vision to these recruits. And that's what he talked about, you know, that he's going to be able to get those guys. And I think Boston College is going to give him the money to do it. And we'll talk in the third segment about really how Boston College kind of changed their their um, modus operandi in terms of, of finances. Um, but I think basketball's next. They're going to start to get more funding to pay for these assistants to get them to where they need to be. And I know a lot of, so, and, you know, I just mentioned a little while ago that Al Skinner is, um, has been talking to him. And I, I know a lot of people probably were pretty happy when he said that Al Skinner is like a mentor to him, that he sees him as someone who kind of gives him advice and, and helps him through situations that he talks to him quite a few times every month. And that he said would be a consultant for him. And I, I, I had people on Twitter when I tweeted that out with what he said, and he, he, uh, they said to me, oh, he should be a recruiter. He should um, join the staff. Remember, Al Skinner is up there in age. He's retired. You don't want Al Skinner as an assistant that's going to recruit because I know from the stories I've heard, you know, we've talked to some people, I think it was Eric Hofsis that was talking to us, that Skinner didn't like recruiting. That wasn't his gig. You know, he loved to have his 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 assistants go travel the country and bring them to him. So I thought that was an interesting thought, but I, I don't think Al Skinner would be a good... You don't want Al Skinner as an assistant. I think as a consultant, as what, what Grant said, would be perfect for him. You know, someone who could kind of help him understand what it means to be a Boston College coach, understand the culture and what he's kind of walking into. You know, all in all, I, I, I walked away from Grant's... Uh, introductory press conference impressed. I think he understands. I think, you know, I don't want to already praise him for what he's done because he hasn't really done anything yet. You can win a press conference and not be a good coach. But he said the right things. He said what you want to hear Boston College's head coach say about how they're going to fix the program. Like He said he wanted to, you know, meet everybody. He wants to get to know the students, get to know the alumni, get to know the donors. You know, that's all kind of like boilerplate stuff. I just felt walking away from that press conference like he gets it and I and I could see his vision. And you know what? If you're going to model this team after what went right with Al Skinner's program, and that's that kind of like what it sounded like. He's, he's, he's modeling this after Al Skinner um, and, and really trying to get that like gritty and, you know, underdog mentality to this program. I'm all in on that. You know, I think that's a great way of looking at this program and trying to build it the right way. I mean, remember, we had Sean Marshall on here two weeks ago. Remember Sean Marshall, the Boston College College basketball player? And I asked him, I said, Sean, what does the next head coach need to do? And he literally said, they need to get kids back in here that have chips on their shoulders. And that's what Earl Grant said today. So I feel like this is synergy. It, 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 It... it gets back to where Boston College needs to be. It gives them an identity, and it gives them a stepping-off place. Now, now there's big questions still to go. Who is his staff going to be? Who's going to stick around with on the current roster? 
and how is he going to attack either the recruiting uh, uh, recruits that are out there or the transfer portal? We're going to have to see who he gets uh, to fill this roster, and he's going to have to build it up. And I think that's where we're going to be. We're going to leave it off now. In a moment, we're going to chat about Jeff Halfley's press conference because Jeff Halfley uh, kicked off spring football talk with his press conference shortly after um, Earl Grant. And if you hadn't seen the picture up on Twitter, Grant met Halfley. One of the first things that they did was they, the two of them met. So you're going to want to check that out. You can check you can check it out because I think I tweeted it under BC Bulletin. So check that out on my site. Now, let's chat about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. All you need to do is head over to their website or use a mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you need to use is promo code LOCKEDON. That means if you put in 100 bucks, they're going to give you 50 bucks on top of that. That's a win right there. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Brett Benjamin Solak as they give you the latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. If you do not already, please follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBC. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, and you can follow my site at bcbulletin.com. So on Tuesday, it was just a busy day in terms of you know media with the Boston College sports. So first we had Earl Grant, and then shortly after, we had our press conference with Jeff Halfley. On Saturday, Boston College will kick off spring football practice. Now, BC gets 15 practices during the spring, which will, which will culminate in a spring football game. And it gives Jeff Halfley the first chance he has of getting a full spring in. If you remember correctly, last year, spring football was cut short because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, Jeff Halfley had a lot to talk about. And I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But he, before the press conference... They released the new spring football depth chart, or spring football roster. And a few names I thought popped up that uh, I was kind of surprised weren't on the roster for for, uh, the spring. And that was John Lamott, linebacker, uh, Danny Dalton, Drew McQuarrie, and uh, Noah Jordan-Williams. Now, I believe most of them were grad students, so they could probably just transfer um, and it's kind of a coach's or program decision whether they want to use a scholarship for an extra year for having them back. So I'm guessing that most of them probably weren't invited back, and you know that's just kind of how business works. They got there four years, and they could move on. But those were just some names. John Lamott was the one that surprised me the most. But honestly, you know I, his skill set I don't think was the best fit for Boston College. We saw him play in some sub-roles last year for the Eagles. Now, Halfley kicked off his press conference with some news, which I didn't know about. First of all, Azar Abdul-Rahim was named associate head coach. He got a promotion uh, this offseason. And part of the reason it sounds like he got it was because he was offered a defensive coordinator role at a Power 5 school this offseason and turned it down to stay with Boston College. That means BC is ponying up to give him more money to stay at BC. 
And that, that I, I obviously makes a lot of sense. If you've been following this podcast, you know what I think of AAR and what he does recruiting. Halfley was praising him as a coach too, which obviously I think, you know, obvi- you know, you've got a good coach there as well. I had to wonder, you know, when Halfley said that AAR got a P- uh, Power 5 offer, I'm wondering what school would that be? The only ones I could think of would be Maryland. I think Maryland had a defensive coordinator role. Though someone retweeted my my comment was saying it was an SEC school. So there were some SEC programs that had um, defensive coordinator jobs open. And I think it was LSU in Florida this offseason. I, I might be wrong, but I, I remember those two. And um, Vanderbilt probably did as well. and oh, Vanderbilt definitely did because they have a new coach. But that's just great. I mean, this really kind of changes the, the tenor of what you think of Boston College. You know, the, the you, you talk to people and some people are just like, they're cheap. They don't spend money on their coaches. They are definitely spending now. They spent to keep AAR here. And if you've seen what he can do for this program, that was money well spent. And it's really impressive that Boston College is stepping up. It's a new day in Boston College sports. So that was one big thing that Halfley brought up. The second big thing was that Matt Applebaum, their offensive line coach, apparently got an NFL job offer this offseason, and he turned it down. Now, both, you know, Halfley said that both coaches said to him that they could see this program winning, and that's why they wanted to stay there. So I think that's impressive. So there was no real coaching turnover this offseason. However, two got offers, and they stayed at Boston College. That is so different than what we're used to at BC. And I think that's a real a testament to what Jeff Halfley's building at BC. So Halfley talked, you know, a lot of the same things, you know, it's his first offseason. One thing that he brought up is that uh, they're starting late so that uh, strength and conditioning coach Phil Matus could work with all the, all, the, all the players, and especially the big bumper crop of freshmen that are in, to get them in preseason conditioning, um, really to get them in, in, in the weight rooms and strength and condition them to the point where they'll be ready for spring. So that was interesting. I didn't know that he would do that. Halfley also talked about spring football and how important this is going to be. He said that, you know, with the linebackers gone, with Isaiah McDuffie and Max Richardson heading to the NFL, that it's going to be a big competition for those two linebacker spots. You know, that's 230 tackles gone right there. So that's a big thing. And there's going to be, you know, he said it's going to be the best player at each position that's going to win that. So there's going to be a lot of battles, I think. He also talked a little bit about... Um, adding to the schemes that they did. He said, you know, because of the truncated practice sessions they had last year, because of COVID-19, he wasn't able to fully install both offense and defense to the level that he wanted to. And he's going to add some new things. And so that's really exciting as well, both on offense and defense. As a defensive coach, I wonder, you know, is is there going to be more exotic blitzes or or changes in coverage? Um, Really got to want to see what he does there. And then he talked a little, I asked him about the NFL draft. You know, he has four players entering and I, I wanted to know what Halfley knew about uh, the draft in terms of, does he talk to the players? Does he, you know, give them any advice? But he, you know, he's getting a lot of phone calls from teams. He talked a little bit about that. Uh, it's worth it. And tomorrow morning I'll have full analysis of Jeff Halfley's press conference. It's just been a crazy day today and I just haven't had a chance to get to that. Now on tomorrow's show, we're going to go over and preview the UMass Lowell game. We're going to preview Boston College and Holy Cross baseball. And I'm going to jump in and talk more about anything else that pops up. With basketball you know, under a new leadership, there's going to be, I'm sure there's going to be news between now and tomorrow. So you're going to want to check that out. 
Again, this is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter or you can follow my site at bcbulletin.com. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you do, share this with a friend or family member. Make this part of your tradition or your, your routine. Take care, everyone. I'll see you all again tomorrow for another show.